Oh my god, sorry, I'm picking a poussoir wedgie and it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> No sweat. Cool. I think we're good to go. Are you all good on your end, Nina? Yes, all good. Um the only thing is that might happen is oh, sorry, my headphones just dropped out. Um I might just open and close this door because my cat likes to come in and out. So Okay. That is so fine. The cat It's very real. I love it. We love that. We'll have pauses. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn I'm turning myself off. Bye. Okay. Good to go. Nina Jirachi, how are you going, babe? Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So for those of you who don't know, Nina is a, we discussed this before the uh, interview, but it, you're a, explain yourself. Explain yourself to the listeners, <laughs> Nina. Why are you here? What have you done? Um, I'm a producer and songwriter and DJ, and I mostly make electronic music, sometimes pop music, a lot of dance music as well. But yeah, mainly just producer stuff. Yeah, so music producer. We're going to put respect yep. on music producer because we saw I in my notes it was in an interview you said that you don't identify as a singer. Why? No. What's the reason? I feel like I've just – because I've been producing music for like 10 years, professionally not for that long, but I have been producing music for 10 years and I've only been like singing for like two and I'm not really like a good singer. I just sing so that I don't have to get other people to sing my songwriting, if that makes sense. I disagree. I think you are a good singer. I was listening to your music Thank this you. morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to the music this morning and I was like, I don't get why. I mean, I guess I do get why you say you aren't a singer, but I also don't understand how only in the past two years you've started singing because you, like, were you just like in the shower one day and you're like, wait. Oh my god, wait, no, wait, this is actually good, question mark? Or were, or were you like or were you like, oh no, okay, now I want to put lyrics over my EDM music because we all know I love good <laughs> But you know what I mean? But you're like, okay, now I'm just gonna use my voice and test things out, then it actually sounds good. Like what was the deal with that? Yeah, that was kind of it, because I've been song like writing songs, um, like lyrics for a long time and to write them, I kind of had to sing them by myself um, in my room or whatever. And then it got to a point where I was just working with, in particular, my friend Coda Banks. We were making a lot of music together. And she's like the most amazing pop singer, like pop writer, technical, amazing voice and stuff like that. And I was like showing her the songs I'd written. And obviously, in order to do that, I had to show her my voice, which was really scary. And then I think just from working with her, I got better at producing vocals so I could make myself sound better than I sounded when I was just like singing in the shower or whatever. Oh, my God. Wait, how does that work? Also, I did warn Nina. Okay, guys, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, but I actually don't ever interview musicians. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm always like, wait, music? How does it work? Because I'm not like, I feel like my questions for musicians are going to be so basic. So Nina's going to cop it. What do you mean you produce? What do you mean you produce? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like vocal production in itself is just a whole other thing like separate from just producing say like instrumental music like there are people whose career specializes in like just recording and producing vocals which is crazy but it was yeah it was just like a whole separate learning curve for me and Mm -hmm. when I was working more and more with other pop singers I kind of had to get better at it because I wanted to be good at the job I was doing and then I thought oh I could have just applied this stuff to my own voice and it's just stuff like auto-tune and EQing which means th- an EQ is like a device that controls which 
frequencies in a sound are the loudest. So like if you need to make a sound more crispy or like more muddy, um, that's what you'd use. And then like also compression, which is an effect that lets you squish sound so that there's less like dynamics and kind of like loud and then soft and it all just is sort of the same. So all of that kind of stuff. And there's like way, way more, but I was just learning more and more about all of that and how it all goes together. And then I thought, oh, if I just do this to myself, then surely I'll sound better. And mm-hmm. I did. It's, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've fixed a problem. Two birds with yeah. one stone. I feel like it's half the source. Like you just need to learn about the effects and stuff and then anyone can sound good on a track, really. Oh, my God. I'm going to start producing music. Please do. One, Please. That would be sick. One time this abusive man that I was me, very depressive. Also, this is the tone of the podcast. It's like, ha <laughs> Anyway, this man was abusive. One time this abusive man that I was dating, not the one that I always talk about everyone, no one accused him of this. He said we were having a fight one time. This is like six months ago, no, a year ago. And he was like, do something with your life. And I was like, I have a podcast. I'm on TV. I'm writing a book. And I was like, the one, th- my agent was like, the one thing you have left to do, the only other thing you haven't done is write a fucking album. So I guess, Nina, it's time. Yes, can you please? <laughs> if you need someone to work on it, please just message me. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like a <laughs> Real Housewives so album. I can make you like a club beat. And if you just want to like spit over it, we can do that. It would be so fun. <laughs> Elise and I are losing our fucking minds. Uh, oh my god, we could do we could do a new podcast jingle. <laughs> it's all doable. <laughs> no, Nina, I think I love how positive you are about this, but like, no, I don't think it's there for me. I think <laughs> so fair. <laughs> I lost my voice for three months this year, where I literally couldn't talk, and I would meet new people, and I'm like, this isn't how I sound, and they'd be like, how do you sound? And I'm like, I I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it needs a rest. I'm like Miley Cyrus, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> How did you lose your voice? I just yell a lot and I don't think I, I apparently according to voice coaches, I don't I don't speak correctly. Like I, I speak from the back of my throat. I don't know. People on Instagram were just diagnosing me left, right and centre. But I think it was because I got a bit sick and then my friends, my girlfriends came down from Brisbane because I'm living in Sydney, but I'm from Brisbane. It was my housewarming. I just moved down and all my girlfriends came down and one from Melbourne. And then we just spent all weekend screaming. Like, you know what I mean? Just like laughing yeah. and like screaming at each other and just like being fucked because six of them were staying in my apartment. <laughs> So it was like fucking cooked and then I just had no voice and then it took months because obviously the podcast and then my Insta, like I have to talk and Elise was like, just shut the fuck up for a few days. <laughs> and I went, I went to the Blue Mountains and literally was like, on my stories, I'm like, guys, I'm trying to not talk. And it's like, why are you uploading stories? Just shut the fuck up. I wasn't to write my book. It was a whole thing, babes. Anyway, this oh isn't about God. me. This that sounds isn't so painful. Me. Yeah, it was fucked up. And I went to the doctor and they were like, just don't talk. And I was like, can't. I had like an audition for something and I had to practice lines for an audition and it was just, it was just fucked. Like it was just like, <laughs> but then it came back miraculously. So now I can, maybe we can produce a track. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll be on the hottest 100 next year. Yeah. So, okay. So, so when you, when you are writing songs, again, I'm going to ask you the most basic shit because it's genuinely interests me and I feel like people oh, so listen fun. to it. So like you, I saw that you've been writing songs since you were seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think I wrote my first song when I was in like year two or something. Uh, um, for like, why? <laughs> I just fun. I don't know. That's I was amazing. really, I was just really into Avril Lavigne and the Veronicas and pop girls like that. And I would read their lyric booklets and I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. There's like a, there's something going on here that 
repeats and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but like they weren't songs of much substance that I was writing like I would write about like going to the shop and what was in the aisles in the in the grocery store and stuff like that like it wasn't anything crazy relatable queen yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like everyone the common man can understand Losing mum in the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Again, very basic, but were were you like making up tunes or were you adding lyrics to already existing, what are they called, harmonies? I don't know. Oh, no, I was making up tunes, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really have any way to, like, record. Actually, I recorded a few of them into, like, GarageBand. But, again, it was so bad. Like, there would be the metronome clicking in the background at, like, a completely different tempo. And, like, it was just, like, really terrible, like, 2006-level quality. Oh, my God, um, we love. And stuff. But I just have all of these old, like, folders with plastic sleeves in them that have all my lyrics on, like, A4 white pieces of paper in, like, pink texture and stuff like that. Um, it's all at home at my parents' house on the Central Coast. But um, That is but yeah. so cute. <laughs> it was really fun. It was just, like, a fun little little thing. <laughs> so then when you, when you got older and you stopped being so relatable and you stopped talking about the grocery <laughs> store and you were like, time to be elevated, time to talk, when did you start writing songs that you would say are, like, more kind of what you're writing now? I think I had a bit of a break from writing songs for a few years because I discovered producing and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I also went through that sort of like teenage phase of thinking pop music was really lame. So like, I just thought I was kind of too cool to listen to it or whatever for a few years. Yeah, we love um, the internalized misogyny of that, of like Britney Spears sucks and it's like, no, she doesn't. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it was so stupid because it was all the stuff I just like grew up on and I didn't understand that when I was listening to like half the electronic music I was listening to, I was listening to pop music anyway. And then I just sort of eventually came back around to it maybe in like 2018, 19. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? Twenty. Two. Oh my god, I just turned 22. So oh my god, happy strange. birthday. Wow, Thank she's you. so old, it's disgusting. I went, I went to say 21 and then I thought, oh no, I'm not that anymore. <laughs> oh my god, Elise, she's so old. Why are we interviewing her? Oh, she's, I, I'm 30 <laughs> and I'm like, what's the difference between 21 writing and music oh, and me. producing? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Confused about this. Yeah. We we are again, we are the common man asking the mm. questions that the people want because I feel like whenever I watch interviews, okay, if I watch interviews with like Diplo or some shit, why would I? But I, I have <laughs> before because he's so hot. They interview people that like know music. So they talk in this weird language and I'm like, I'm not getting any substance from this. I don't understand. So I'm gonna ask you really basic shit that hopefully So okay, yeah. So producing and writing, what's yeah, what is the diff? Um, so songwriting is kind of the process of like making the the song itself, if that makes sense, like kind of the lyrics and the melodies and the structure and like the order that the words go in. I'm sure other songwriters would explain this so much better than I am right now, but it's kind of that process and a lot of people have their whole careers as like just song writers uh, and then producing is more kind of arranging all of it on the computer so like all of the instrumentation and the drums and the like whatever other instruments are in it if it's in if it's like a dance track all of the synths or like the guitars oh. and then like recording the vocals and just doing it all in the computer so they're putting it together yeah yeah totally so someone can write a song and then it gets produced but you also can be a songwriter and a producer yeah yeah exactly heaps of people will do like both or just one or the other Right, 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 right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Basically, when did you turn into like EDM music and how and why? 
Because that's quite niche, no? Like, it's not like you're at high school and they're like, even if you went to like a... Did you go to like a music school or anything? No, no, definitely not. So, like, even if you're doing that, I feel like they still, they're not going to be like, let's make some EDM tracks. Let's <laughs> let's put on, um, I could not tell you one EDM artist besides Nina. So, I guess they're putting on Nina and they're like, Nina, <laughs> like, let, let's, let's learn from Nina. But, like, yeah. wh- when did that change and how did you learn that? I was kind of towards, because I wasn't really allowed to use the internet too much when I was younger. My parents were a little strict until I was a teenager, um, probably for the best. Babe, Habba um, Hotel. <laughs> Did you ever have like Habba Hotel or Club Penguin or anything? No, never. I play, I used Neopets though. I was big on Neopets. Oh, fucking Neopets. Remember going to the little, that little, the wishing tree, whatever, the, the yeah. tree and you would like try to get win things. Is that, yeah. is that real? Yeah. yeah, and the daily free omelette. Yeah. <laughs> the big omelette. Yes. So good. I had so many different accounts because I could never remember my password. So every six months I'd be like, I want to play Neopets again, but I just have to make a new account. And then when I got to high school, I started using like YouTube a whole lot more and I just started finding all of this music. Like I think I just sort of started finding my own taste because until that point I'd just listened to whatever was on the radio or like whatever my parents liked. And then I was like, whoa, this is so cool. And the first um, time I think I heard dance or like electronic music that I was like, wow, I want to make something like that was I was watching a video on how to tie dye denim shorts when I was in year <laughs> seven. And um, in the background, there was this track by Marion, who's like a French electronic producer mm. and I was like what is that and then I found it and just went on this rabbit hole and found all of my new favorite artists and bought a new software and just started going at it from there so then when you like started trying to music you just go like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be condescending I genuinely am asking this this might sound like I'm trying to like make fun of you but I'm not I genuinely do you just go like beep beep boop Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, and pretty and much. you're like, hmm, change it. And then you're like, reverse the book <laughs> to the boot. Pretty much. <laughs> especially when you start. Like, especially in the early stages, that's really it. Like, yeah, when you kind of first start, you just choose sounds and you're like, I want this one to go there and that one to go there. And then as you go on, it gets like a bit deeper. But honestly, in the start, that's really it. You just Are you serious? So you just arrange go, beep, boop, 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 Yeah, boop. you just like kind of press buttons and stuff. It's yeah, it's nice and set up so that like people starting it can just make stuff really easily a lot of the time. So, yeah, that's often just it. But how do you? <laughs> but how do you know that it's done? Like, how do you go like, okay, now that beep is in the right. You're like, okay, cool. I'm happy with that because I would just sit there for hours, like, like reversing the beep boop and then putting it into oh, different you so key. Can. Like, it gets like that for sure. How do you know that you're done with a song? Like how you like, or even like a section of a song. I don't even know how this works, babe. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I think because like you get to a point where it just sort of feels really good. Like sometimes you'll just be working on like a, a loop of sounds and then you'll get to a point where you just like end up sitting and like listening to it instead of working on it. And you're like, oh, okay, I like this part now. Time to like leave it and move on. And then if it still sounds good, like the next day or in a week, then you know that like you don't really need to touch it. Or if you you might listen to it again and be like, oh, actually it sounds, I liked it yesterday, but like it's not hitting today. So I'm going to try and add something else or something like that. That is, do you understand how cooked that is? That's fucking crazy. No. <laughs> 
Holy what shit. What do you mean? That's like, that's like talent. That's fucking cra- Elise and I are like sitting here like, that's wild. People that make me drink it, they're, they're like, yes, and I just like write it and then I just like like it and then I like put, and then I like put it on a record and I'm like, what? <laughs> you what? Like, I, nah. I look back at my like high school diaries where I tried to write songs and I'm like, thank fuck I went into podcasting. Thank my fuck. God. Like, how do you have the confidence to back your ideas enough? Because if, if if I had the confidence of a Nina Jirachi at 16, my fucking God, you'd all be suffering. It would be bad. I would be beep no booping. Way. No, yeah. it'd be just, beep booping. Oh, I just like, my, oh, oh, I just. This would be an EDM podcast. I'm in awe. I am in awe. <laughs> Love it. It'd be a leaks in the background. Like, I have some new tracks I want to play in between, guys. Turn it up. Abby going, can we please sub her out for someone else in the team? I'm sick oh, of that would be sick, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's honestly it, though. Because, like, if I look back at songs I wrote when I was younger, they were so, so embarrassing. But it was more just, like, it was just fun. So it, like, got to a point where... I was like, oh, I guess I can just monetize this hobby and keep doing it because I guess some people are liking it. But it, like, I look back at so many of my songs I wrote and think, oh, this is so bad. I'm so glad I didn't show people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fucking amazing. Um, I want to talk about being a woman in music, in particular EDM, I guess. So obviously I know a few... Like, being in this, like, in, like, media, you know how everyone, like, kind of knows each other and it's, like, this weird thing where, like, oh, I know this, like, every, everyone in Australia in, like, music, acting and, like, media as a whole is, like, kind of, like, two degrees separation away from each other. Yeah, because it's so small. There's so few of Dude, us. Dude, it's yeah. fucked. <laughs> so, like, people that I know that aren't even necessarily in music but are, like, music adjacent, I've heard them Honestly, I'm going to say it. They bitch about female DJs and producers. They're like, she's only fucking, like, they'll say things like, she's only, and not about you, never, but just like in general, I've heard it so many times. And because I don't know anything about music or EDM, so I can't fight back. It's like, yeah, it's not like they've been like, oh, she's a woman, so she's shit. It's always like sitting around being like, she's only in that lineup because she's a woman. She isn't even that good. She's actually shit. She's only there because, you know, she facts someone, uh, all this bullshit. Do you experience that? Do you see it? And explain why it's bullshit. Thank you. Because <laughs> I don't have any fucking things. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know this random obscure DJ and these fucking men in music will sit there and talk shit. And I'm like, I, I don't know if she is good or bad. So I can't sit here and be like, actually, her uh, harmonies... <laughs> The mixing, the no, vocal so mixing is actually really fucking good on that track. So if you can get fucked. So, like, what's your experience of being a woman in – I feel like EDM in particular is very male-dominated, right? Or am I yeah, dreaming definitely. that? Yeah, definitely. I can't remember the number and it's probably changed, but there's, like, a very – it's definitely, like, less than 5% of, like – or, like, last time I read it, it was, like, less than 5% of, like, producers in the world are women, which is – pretty crazy I think I haven't experienced it too much myself I remember even growing up and reading heaps of articles and stuff about like being a woman in electronic music and I would think like hmm I'm just not experiencing that but it's probably also because I was not playing shows like I was underage and just like living on the central coast kind of away from everything so all I would do was just like make the song put it up online and then like travel to Sydney to play show like I just don't think I was like amongst the scene really so I didn't really hear or like experience much of that and like if anyone was ever talking about me I just was fortunate enough not to hear it but I definitely hear it a lot now about 
other women and it sucks and I think it's so unfair for like men to go around saying like oh she got that opportunity and she's not even that good because like how do you think she's meant to get better and like there's so many men that have been handed opportunities that they don't deserve or are qualified for just because they know someone or they look the way they do and that's how you like learn and and grow and I just think um I don't know you just need like I don't know we kind of just need to create the future now and like if a man's ever like bitching about a woman getting a job that she's not the most qualified for then I think that's just a bit like unfair because there's there, there would have been so many times that men have gotten jobs that they don't deserve and that's how like people get better and learn and stuff like that and so many like dude DJs jump on stage with like their shirts off and their chiseled abs and stuff and that's okay like it's it's and so who it's just, yeah. Who is, who's a DJ getting <laughs> a Diplo? Diplo's and stuff. side note: I would kill. No, nah, I wouldn't kill a living being, but I would like. What would I do? I'd like. I do moon juice for like six months to fuck Diplo. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I would do. Diplo is so fucking hot. Yeah, he's he does look very good for his age. How old is? He? <laughs> Another 22-year-old. Another 22-year-old. <laughs> Babe, do you, you must have a dad or something because, like, the daddy issues in me are like, he, he, how old is he? Is he, like, 40? I'm not sure. Someone Google how old is Diplo. Hey, Siri, how old is Diplo? Diplo is 42 years old. Diplo is getting hotter with age. Let's admit that to everyone. <laughs> Nina's like, <laughs> Nina's like, he's old. He's I don't know. I, I feel like maybe, maybe I don't know, he's just, he just doesn't do it for me in that way. But I think he's, I respect him. Yeah, sure. me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> respect his music. <laughs> but Who more just like. gets naked on stage? I don't know. Like, I just think, like, I don't know. And they say, me naming these guys isn't like me, like, shitting on them. Oh, no, I just no. think like, because there are people who say like, oh, sh- that girl just got that gig because she like looks hot or whatever. But there are so many guys who like get up on stage like their shirts off but I don't know I just think yeah this happens a lot I've heard this a lot about one female DJ in particular who I fucking love I'm not gonna say who it is but um people are like it's only because she's hot she gets gigs like well first of all okay let's say that is true isn't the whole idea of playing a show to put on a show and if that is the aesthetic they want to see on the show if it is because she's hot then like whatever let her have her moment but also you're right. Aren't men like hot, naughty Diplo doing the same thing? Isn't it all about like, what if it was like, oh, like Diplo only gets gigs because of his like light show, like because of the way that like, you know what I mean? Isn't it all yeah. like an aesthetic and isn't it all like, or am I completely wrong? Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like this is definitely like super nuanced and I feel like I haven't thought about it enough to like articulate something really educated, but it's definitely a thing that people will and it's it's frustrating as well because it's not just like men bitching about women as well like it's just such like an internalized thing at this point as well mm. but kind of like the only way to like iron it out is really just letting women have work even if they're not the most qualified for it now because that's how you get better and but also people act like there's they act there's only room for one woman in the industry like even in music there's you know you could name like a handful of female 
producers and you could name an endless amount of male producers. But even in like radio, there's always two men and one woman. Unless it's International Women's Day and then everyone's on a panel. <laughs> and then we've got a panel and then we also have to clean up after the panel. And, you know, even in, on TV, there's always like a group of men and one woman or and it's same with people of any kind of diversity, quote unquote. There's always one. And I think, do you feel like sometimes there's this thing, like you were saying, women also talking about it, of feeling like you have to compete for the one spot on the lineup or the one spot in Australian music as a woman? I haven't personally felt like I have had to compete. I just don't feel, I don't feel like competitive in that way. But I think that could definitely be a thing. And I think lineup inclusivity is such a, like a hard topic as well because a lot of a lot of people try really hard and they might have lineups that are you know like half women and half men but then they might have like one brown person on like yeah. the whole lineup and and stuff so i think it's like sorry i'm probably not articulating no 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 you are I mean, like it's just like so 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 big of a topic no you're right um, yeah I think maybe something that I saw even just this morning that I feel like kind of relates to this topic is a bit. I, w- I was watching Flex Mummy's story. Obsessed with her, would die for obsessed her. Obsessed with her, she's amazing. And she was just putting up all of these memes about how so many like hot white actors look the same. Yeah. And I thought like that's so funny and so true. And it's kind of the same as like I don't understand how like so many white men producers look the same as well so how is there only room for like one of another type you know what I mean yeah when like so many of them have like the same brand and that's so true still pop off and stuff and like this is not me hating on like anyone I think no I think it's more you're asking for women should be allowed to do it as well or like people of color should have that as well it shouldn't be like a it's not like you don't want them to have that success as you want the success as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. You're not being like, like they shouldn't get it. You're like, well, we should have it as well. <laughs> yeah, like I just don't yeah. think it's fair that two, uh, I guess, woman DJs should have to compete for like the woman DJ spot when there are like so many other types of people that look the same on the lineup, hypothetically. So um, true. Elise, what were you going to ask? I have a question. Nina, you mentioned earlier that you were underage doing gigs. You would come down to Sydney, do a gig, and then go back again. Were you playing at, like, licensed venues? Like, you're an yeah. underage player. What was that like? Because you're playing, obviously, to yeah. people who are, like, drinking and having a bit of fun, and you're obviously underage playing a gig. What was that experience like? It was really fun and pretty cool because I would be in, like, year 11 or 12, and at that point, like, I didn't start playing cool big shows until I was 18 so that was that was whatever but I used to play at like just like the local clubs on the central coast when I was in year 11 and 12 and it was it was pretty fun because I'd just be like at school during the week and then it'd be like a Saturday and I'd because there was okay so how it started was one year I think it was in 2016 KLP did a do you guys know KLP? Um, Elise's face went... Yeah, Triple, triple J, former Triple J, KLP DJ, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a legend, like written so many huge songs and amazing DJ, radio presenter. Yeah, and she did a tour of Australia and wanted like all women supports. And my friend was oh, like a regular DJ at this club on the Central Coast and he just messaged me and he was like, he was a few years older than me, and he was like, hey, we don't have enough female residents to like fill this tour. Do you want to just do this one slot and you can just bring your dad or something? And I was like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so I, I went. Spring <laughs> <shop>. <laughs> 
so I just went and it was just like an hour from like it was from like 8 to 9 p.m or like 9 to 10 like it was so early no one was out partying and it was also the central coast like it never gets that crazy up there um so yeah and I just played on like the patio for like an hour and they liked it so then I just got added to this Facebook group where they gave out the weekly DJ bookings and yeah I just kept kind of getting them but I had to bring my dad every week and one time one week my dad came in his pajamas and he had like thongs on (laughs) he's like I'm fucking he's like I gotta support my girl but Jesus fucking (laughs) Christ this is not where I want to be yeah and then he got kicked out because he had open toe ah! shoes on <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know that once you were in there they're not really going to check your ID so I was just like so scared to move because I was like if they see me I'm, I'm gone I'm oh out my god <laughs> my dad's not here it was so funny because he texted me and he was like oh, I got I got kicked out you're gonna have to I'll wait for you at the front or something oh that's <laughs> so cute that he oh that's actually so I love the pajamas and the thong he's like that would have been what was that like a couple of times in? He's like, I've given up. He's like, I just yeah. need to be. I just need to be around here. Like, that's yeah, so fucking cute. I love that because it was from like eleven till twelve or something. So he was like, all right, let's let's go. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so amazing. Funny. I mean, you're 22. You've had a pretty. I know before you were like, I'm not even. I'm not like even like a big artist, but like you've had a pretty fucking decent career for someone who's 22. <laughs> Um, Thank you. I mean, you started when you were in grade 11, babes. And I mean, those grocery store songs from year two, we're going to, I think they're going to pop off one day. Thank you. <laughs> but what advice do you have for people that are, like, I guess people who were kind of wanting to start out in the Australian music industry at all? Because you also did Unearthed twice, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Unearthed High. I was a finalist in 2016 and 17. Mm. So what, what advice do you have for people? Like, because you have a career out of it now. So... That's kind of the goal, right? Obviously, there's more goals yeah. you want to reach, but it's like you fucking – it's amazing. Thank you. I feel so fortunate for it as well. And Triple J on Earth High was definitely like a leg up for me for sure. Like my first single was my Unearthed High song in 2017. And so from that it got like – I think it was like the second or third most played track on Triple J that year. Amazing. Um, Holy so shit. from that, yeah, I'm so lucky that they supported me so early because from that I got to – play more shows which got me more money which I could buy more stuff music stuff with so I could get better at music and like just sort of build from there um but I think for people starting I'd say definitely just focus on the skill more than anything else I don't know I feel like when I was younger I would go to a lot of kind of music industry like networking events or like hear heaps of stuff about like building your network and I think that's important but I feel like you really need to have something to offer people before you can expect anything from them. So I think if you just really focus on like honing your skills and if you want to be a producer, like just become a really good producer. I guess some people, people learn in different ways, but you don't really need anyone else for that now in, you know, like modern Australia, if you have access to the internet, because you can learn on there and you only really need a laptop you don't need any like fancy stuff like a laptop and mouse is like that'll do it but I think yeah like definitely just become really good at what you want to do and then try I mean you can like reach out to people along the way and stuff like that but yeah definitely just like get your stuff to a point where like you really back it because you can't really expect anyone else 
to back it unless you do. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If you true. went to someone and you're like, "Hey, here's my music. Oh, it's not the best yet, though. Like, but I'm gonna get better. What do you and want from them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I think that's what I would say to people. Amazing. Not going out with him again. Um, so I asked Nina to do a nightmare fuel, but like she's like monogamous and like, oh, happy, you know what I mean? So like she doesn't have much to give me, which usually I'm like, tell me when someone was psycho on a date. She's like, I'm pretty happy. So tell me about, we're going to do two nightmare fuels. We're going to do like a little mini one from Nina and then we're going to play one that we're going to react to from a listener. So um, tell me your nightmare fuel, Nina. This is so embarrassing and I haven't really been able to forget about it since because I just made me cringe a lot. And yeah, I just hope it doesn't sound pretentious because this is not usually like me. Hopefully the context speaks for itself. But basically when I was 18, I played this festival in Wollongong and I was with my mum and my best friend and there was two stages. There was like a big main stage and then there was a small kind of side stage and I was playing on the side stage. And it was a beach festival, so it wasn't like a usual festival set up grounds where like backstage is sort of everywhere. There was like one sort of backstage area and then the main stage. And then to get to the side stage, you kind of had to go through the crowd. And obviously I'm like a very small artist and no one cares who I am. So it was no issue for me getting to and from that small stage or smaller stage. But I still like just because of the festival was super nice. They like got security to escort artists back and forth. So I went over there and then played my set. And then when I came off stage and was walking back, people didn't really care who I was. They just were like, oh, that's the girl who was just DJing. I'm going to get a photo with her. Yeah, just in case she's the next Lady Gaga. And people have photos of like Britney Spears in like a shopping centre and it's like, I got a photo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be such a relic to have mm. if you're one of those people. That you're right. So cool. Yeah, but people, yeah, took some photos and I was like, cool, whatever. And then kept walking back. And by the time I got back to backstage, I'd just taken like 10 or 20 photos with random people Mm -hmm. who'd like had just seen me DJing. Like they didn't think I was, yeah. Anyway, and then I was almost back and this group of guys, (laughs) they, (laughs) I thought they were the last ones asking me for a photo but they were actually asking me to take a photo of them as a group like they they just you know when you're in a group and you see a random stage and you're like hey can you take our group so what did you do then nina <laughs> oh, oh my god but they didn't really explain themselves they were just like hey like oh they're like oh hey photo and you just been to be fair you were in the mindset of like yeah yeah i'll just get photos of these people like it's what they want it's what the people want yeah so, so i was just being friendly yeah because they didn't even like i don't even think they passed me their phone or anything i think they passed their phone to like my mom or someone like that so i just like stood in with them and like smiled because i was so frazzled i just played like a set in the beating hot sun and oh i like, was like thirsty and i don't know and i just taken all these photos so i thought all right they want one to like cool whatever and then i jumped in and they were like they seemed kind of surprised and i was like i was i don't know whatever and then like, oh, they're afterwards- just so starstruck <laughs> Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed recounting this. Um, And then they were like, oh, can we get one, just us? And you're like, yeah, who wants it? (laughs) You're like, just you and one of the other. Like, I want to have this. I want to frame. And then I was like, yeah, sure. So then my mum took a group photo of just them and then they were like, thanks. And then 
it still didn't dawn on me. And then like half an hour later, I think I was like having lunch or something and I was like to my mum, oh, they didn't want a photo with me, did they? And she was like, I don't think so. Oh, I love your mum's like, nah, babe, fucking no. I feel like it's one of those things when you're falling asleep at night, you could be really calm and your brain is like, remember that time? And then the thing oh is- Oh my if, God. But the thing is if like, like, like- I wonder I wonder if they just if I kept the photo or if they deleted it straight afterwards. That'd be pretty fucking so, cool. Oh, I keep thinking to myself, what would be worse? Like if they saw me DJing and thought, oh, the DJ is jumping in the photo, or if they just thought I was some random girl jumping in the photo. I mean, they're both kind of the same. But- I think it's worse if they know that you're the DJ. Because I think they'd think you have an ego. If you're a random girl, they think you were like on something. Oh god. Oh, see, I think it's worse if they think you're a random girl. Really? They're Why? Just, they're just like, who the fuck do you think you are? Whereas if you've been on stage, <laughs> I feel like if you're on a stage. And you come off a stage and someone says, can you take a picture? You're, you're like, yes, because you want me to be in the picture. I have been on a stage. Reasonable. A literal pedestal. A literal pedestal. That's true. <laughs> what do you, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, but I would be more embarrassed. Like if someone was like, oh, if someone asked me to take a photo and they just like followed me on Instagram or something and I was like, do you want to get in a photo with you? I'd be so embarrassed. But if they didn't know who I was at all, I'd be like. Oh, they just think that I'm drunk. I want these people. To, I really hope they listen to this podcast. Oh my god, I hope. <gasps> oh, me too. Out there, these group you, of EDM fans. She took a picture of herself when you wanted a picture of you, and you listen to this podcast. Please send, send it in. Oh my god, and I hope they're listening because I hope they know that I'm so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because of the ego thing. Because that's not me. Like I don't think everyone thinks I'm cool or anything. They probably just thought it was funny. They probably just thought it was funny. They were probably fucking drunk and they probably don't even remember two minutes later. But it's like, I get that as well when people like ask for, when when like people come up to me on the street, they're like, oh my God, you're Abby Trafford. And I'm like, oh my God, hi. I always sound like a dickhead, but I'm like, do you want to get a photo with me? But it isn't because I'm like, I'm trying to like flex. It's because I'm like, oh, they might be too nervous to ask. I get all these, because when I don't do it, people are like, I just met you and I was too scared to ask for a photo. And I'm like, fuck. then I feel like a dick being like, do you want a photo with me? No, I may as well offer. They'll be glad for it later. And sometimes they're like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, no worries. <laughs> oh, that would cut, that, actually. <laughs> babe, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No worries. And they're like, yeah, I just want to say hi and I love you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we could get a photo if you wanted to. But, like, it, it's, like, it's totally fine. Amazing. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on, Nina. That was such a good chat. I learned so much. I'm sorry. It wasn't, like, a normal, like, music interview. I feel like my questions oh, were like, no. how did you make the music? <laughs> no, but because it's interesting you're, to you're me. right. Like, everyone's an expert in something and not everyone's an expert in music, you know. So, like, I would want to go and listen to an an interview with basic questions about like engineering yeah. I don't know about that or like surgery but yeah me too like I'm- someone needs to ask simple questions for people who don't know so and I'm the simple for- gal asking the simple questions we love it so where can we find your music where can we find your music where can we find your everything plug your pluggables everywhere at Nina Jirachi it's one word n-i-n-a-j-i-r-a-c-h-i everywhere Link will be in uh, <laughs> show notes to your Instagram and Spotify. Nina, if there's, if there's anybody who wants to, like, I don't know, while they're in lockdown and they're really bored, want to start maybe trying to make some beep boops, what are, like, good free resources? I'll actually plug the Ableton free trial. Ableton's the music software that I use, and I also do some other work with Ableton, the company. Like, I've done some work with them as well, so back them 100% and the software is great and the free trial is 90 days at the moment instead of 
Or maybe it changed, but it was 90 days for ages instead of 30 days. So there's like heaps more time to make music for free. But there's just like so many, like just go outside with your phone and record iPhone voice notes, I think, and try making music with that. I think that's really fun because no one else has those sounds, you know what I mean? So that's really fun. But also just YouTube. You can learn so much on YouTube for free. So many places. Oh my Get gosh. amongst it, I think. This, my brain, this is... To me, I love it. You're a genius. Thank you so much, Nina. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much.